God bless you all this morning. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, If we could just stand together and have a word of prayer, just invite the Lord here this morning. Just bow our hearts. Precious Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just come before you now here, just gathered together in your midst, two or three of us, Lord Jesus, where we just expect to hear something, something from you, Lord. We pray that our hearts can be open to hear the word. Lord God, just break the bread of life to us in Sunday school, Lord, in the service. Lord, through your presence, Father. Lord, just have many needs. Lord, we're thinking of our dear brother Joe, Father, this morning. Lord, I pray that, Father, you could just minister to his family, Lord, and allow your presence to just come and move in his life and in their lives, Lord Jesus. Give them that peace, Lord. Lord, the peace that, Lord, you promised would pass even our own understanding. Lord, we just commit this Sunday school into your hands in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> Let's just, uh, we're going to open up the word this morning. God bless you. Good to be in the house of the Lord here. A little bit rainy, but it's okay. Uh, we're going to turn to the book of John. John, the first chapter, the gospel of John. And we're going to read five verses. My title for this morning is going to be, There's Something About Life. John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. God bless you as you take your seats this morning. I'm going to start with a, just uh, a quote from a message, the uncertain sound this morning. It's what kind of sparked my heart for, a, for the topic. Uh, Brother Branham begins uh, talking about the little possum, and I'm sure most of us are familiar with the story. A little possum had been struck and was just in awful condition, And the Lord had just dealt with the prophet's heart. You know, a little possum is laying at your doorstep and he's waiting, it's waiting to be prayed for, that little mother there. And the prophet couldn't understand it at first. You know, all these hundreds of people waiting to be prayed for, sick children and everything that he had on a list in his pocket. Um, But yet he was speaking to him about this little possum, you know, but the God who created the possum was showing that he cares about the little things in life. He cares about everything. And uh, even, even what seems to be insignificant, he cares about it. And the Lord Jesus healed that little possum. He says in the un- uncertain sound, he says, And he turned into the gate, and I went out to meet the possum. I took a rake. I thought, strange, he may be blind, but what makes him act and reeling like that? I laid the rake over him, and he turned, and he looked at me, and he growled, and I thought, there's something strange. And I happened to look down in her pocket. A possum is one thing besides the kangaroo, There's only two that has a pocket that carry their young in. And in the pocket of the possum, she had eight or nine little babies in there. And a dog had got a hold of her. Either a car broke her leg, her shoulder bone, green flies all over, maggots in the ears and so forth. And here she was hobbling up like that, and she growled because she thought I was reaching for her little ones. The little lady wouldn't wait. She wouldn't even stop, partly. She went straight to my steps and exhausted, laid there. We tried to get her up. She was gone. She was still grunting, suffering so tremendously. Then it says, Mrs. Wood came up, and Mr. Wood and them said, Brother Branham, I believe the humane thing to do would to be killed. The only thing you could do it. 
someone else coming by and said, Brother Benham, won't you kill that possum? Said, kill her, she's dying and she's laying there suffering. Take those little ones out, kill them, they'd be better off. Say, they haven't got a soul, it's just a dumb brute, just an animal. The poor little things will starve to death. And the poor mother laying there with them little ba babies nursing the milk from her. And you know what condition she was in, said, they're going to die. She said, I'm, you know, I'm a, he's, Brother Branham says, I'm a true hunter, but I'm not a killer. Said, I love to hunt, but I don't like to do the killing. That's a killer. That's right. I don't, I don't kill nothing that I can't eat or something I can't make use of. I just, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. And I know sensibly in the mental realms, in the right way of thinking, the humane thing to do would to be kill that possum and the little ones. The possum was dying and would never gain consciousness again. And the little ones would starve to death. That was the sensible thing. But something down here wouldn't let me do it. Crowds began to come, and, and I had a call that went out. And that night, Brother Wood and I were walking out down the road, and Sister Wood and my wife coming down from up towards Scottsburg, where I was trying to get a little mental rest. Brother Wood said, you see that little puppy back there on the road? Said, it's going to get run over. So I whirled my car around, and I went back, and we picked that poor little fellow up. He was full of fleas and mange, and mange had eat him up. What would be the sensible thing to do would to be kill the dog. But I couldn't do it. I brought the little fellow home, got me some flea powder, sprayed him, got me some mange cure, give him a good, decent meal, got him hit away, trying to get the little fellow to get well. He wants to live. You know, sometimes just to bring it, bring it to us here this morning, that's how it is with people. They just want to live. They, they, the case may look hopeless and situations sometimes seem hopeless and it may seem like the only thing to do would be write the person off as unsavable because of the situation. But watch what Brother Branham says in this statement. He says, there's something about life that's real. There's something about life that's real. Don't impersonate Christianity. Get life and live. Get life and live. You don't have to battle yourself around and say, well, I'm a Christian. I oughtn't do this. I oughtn't do that. Just live. There's one who cares for you. You know, and, you know, being a believer, I think, sometimes is misunderstood so many times from the world. You know, we, we wear long dresses. We, we don't cut our hair. We don't drink or we don't cuss. You, you stay away from immoral things. You don't lie. You know, little things bother you, like telling small white lies. But it's misunderstood by the world. It's not a self-righteous act or a list of, of, of rules of do's and don'ts. It's life. It's life being lived through us. Amen. And sometimes it can be impersonated, like the prophet said. But the fruits of that impersonation will eventually come out, and it will make known. The, 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 the fruits will be made known. But when it's a real, genuine life in Christ, there's something special about it. Amen. There's something that it shines out, a light that outshines the darkness. And your life projects his life to the world. It's the life of Jesus Christ being expressed through us. He does those things through his family. And, you know, there's just nothing like living for the Lord Jesus. You know, uh, my, my delight, as Psalms would say, my delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth I meditate day and night. We, we, don't, we, we do certain things or we don't do certain things because we love the Lord. And doing that which pleases the Father, that's all that matters now in our life. That, that's, that everything else has now taken second place, and that's what matters, the life, amen? Knowing he cared so much for me that he saved me of my wretched condition, cleaned me up and changed me out, amen? 
I think we all can have that kind of, that, that mentality, you know, the, the life you live before Jesus, you know, people think that they're living before they have come into relationship with God. They can have nice things, you know, they, they live their best life, but until they've tasted from the fountain that never runs dry, the water of life, God's word, the void in their life can never be filled. If you remember when Brother Branham comes and tells the testimony, he was between services and, and he went over to this burger joint and he was just having a, a, a meal. And he goes in there. It was just a, a dirty place to be. You know, he starts describing it. There's a jukebox in the corner playing some bad music and a policeman with, the, with his arm around some poorly dressed woman and playing slot machines, which was illegal in the city at the time. And an older lady, you know, that was kind of dressed wrong, you know, smoking cigarettes in the corner with some guys at the table. And, and in his heart, he just started condemning the situation. He started condemning what was going on. He said, oh, my God, how, how can you stand it? I said, why don't you wipe it off the face of the earth? Then I was sitting there thinking that, and all of a sudden, something struck me. And the Lord said for me, sit down. And I went over there in the corner behind the door and I started praying. I thought, Lord, it looks like you just simply tear the hole. You know, will my little Rebecca and Sarah have to, my two little girls, will they have to be raised up here in a world under such as that? I thought, how can you stand it, Lord, when it makes a sinner like, like me shiver to think of such a thing? You know, but Jesus had a daughter over there in that corner. Amen. He had a daughter waiting for, for life to come in, into that place. She was, there, was something, there was something in that place, and Brother Branham was drawn to it, but God had to correct him a little bit in that situation, amen? He began dealing with the prophet's heart. You know, they're living in sin, but, but so were you. It says that Waters of Separation, 1955, says, Well, I got back there, and I saw a vision that changed my picture altogether. I seen a world turning. I noticed around it was a streak like red all around. I know we're probably all familiar, but it's, it's good to go through these things. And I wondered what it was. And as I drew close before I seen myself as a boy, and when I would sin, well, I seen Jesus standing in front between me and God. And his blood acted as a bumper. Every time I did something wrong, it would hit him. And he'd say, Father, forgive him. He doesn't, he doesn't know what he's doing. And, and I'd do something else, and it was just like a bumper on a car to keep me. God can't stand sin. The day you sin, you're gone. That's all. But the blood of Jesus was protecting me from the wrath of, the wrath of God for me, and my sin would catch it. And he'd say, Father, forgive him. He don't know what he's doing. And I looked and I said, Lord, is my sins treating you like that? And I seen on the book there, I, I crawled up a little closer, blood just running down his face. And my name was at the top, and all kinds of sins wrote on it. said, Lord, will you forgive me? He touched his side and wrote pardon there, throw it on the back behind him in the sea of forgetfulness. And I said, oh, how I appreciate you, Lord. He said, now I was willing to forgive you of your sins, and you're, but you want to stand back here and condemn them for their sins? My you know, and he went over to that woman that day, and, I, you know, and she began to just, he began to just describe what had happened. You know, out of an honest heart, that's, that's how somebody can know that, that you're real and you're genuine. And he just, he just began to be honest with her. You know, I was standing over there in the corner, and I was condemning you in my heart, but the Lord corrected me. 
And as he began to witness her, she began telling him of, of her story. You know, she was once a Christian, raised right in church, but I got mixed up in the wrong kind of things. And, you know, the devil just got me off my beaten path. And I married a man, and, and he was a drunk, and, and, and then she just lost her way. And she told him that she thought she had sinned away her day of grace, that she had done too many wrongs in her life that the Lord couldn't forgive her anymore. But Brother Brandon was able to discern that spirit. And say, he said, do you still have respect for the Lord? And she said, yes, sir, I do. And he said, then he hasn't left you. And he led her straight to the Lord Jesus Christ that day. They kneeled right down there in that tavern. If you want to go read the story, he tells it several times. And amongst the darkness, as we read in there, and a light shined through that darkness. That's what it's all about, friends. That is what life is all about, leading people to that light. She was like that possum or like that dog, you know. It looked like her life was too far gone to be helped, but something deep down in her heart was crying out for something more than what she had, a life that, that just hadn't struck yet, a, a light that, that wasn't there yet, but just enough light struck that seed and it brought it to life, amen. What an opportunity we have as sons and daughters of God to show that light to others when, you know, sometimes people are in such a dark place in their life where, you know, light hasn't shined in a long time. But as soon as the light of the Lord can break through, life can break through that darkness. I know we have many witnesses here this morning, you know, that we're living in dark lives, but the Lord Jesus through, through his light shined in their life and changed their life. Amen. By the grace of God, John 13 says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. You know, and expressing to that to someone can show them exactly what they didn't even know that they were looking for. Amen. The truth is what sets people free. And by expressing that life, you know, in, in how the Lord lives it through us, that's why, it's, that's why we do meditate on the law every day. That's why we do do the things we do because it's the life being expressed through us and that light being shined out to the world. It's not a self-righteous thing. It's not a, it, we do it because we want to do it and we do it because it's God living through us doing it. Amen. Brother Tim uh, said something last weekend and, and, and it just kind of stuck with me. Um, he said, you know, there's still a predestinated seed that the light of this gospel has to strike in order for us to go home. Amen. And because the Lord Jesus is inter interested in that one seed, we ought to be equally as interested. And I just, that just has struck me. Brother Branham says here in uh, testimony, this is just when he went to go talk to her, just wanted to share this. This is really neat. It says, and I told her what I had seen. I stood here and condemned you, and God ought to come in here and tear the place up with such as going on, but I've changed my mind. God forgave me, and I want him to forgive you. And right there at that seat, I led her to Jesus Christ. Amen. See, it's your, listen to this, it's your attitude towards things. Amen. It's your attitude towards things. Don't condemn others. If they do wrong, be good to them anyhow. Just look over those things because God has had to look over a whole lot for you and I. 
That's right. God, help us to always have that attitude in our hearts. You pray for me that I'll never look upon people like that no more. No matter what they're doing, that I'll always look up on them, that they're creatures of God. That God sent his son to take their place. And me as a minister, I'm grateful that he forgave me. And I want him to forgive them also. That's the way we should do it. Amen. It's our attitude towards things, the prophet says. And we don't use that as an excuse to shun away from declaring the gospel. Amen. To declare that sin is sin. To separate from unbelief. But if we can have the right attitude in our hearts when we do that thing, then I think that's where the person can see the life of Jesus Christ being expressed through us. Amen. You know, I think sometimes, and I'll just, I'm not saying any of you are just pointing them all back at me. I think sometimes we we can get into a state where we look at a person, maybe when we can just condemn them like Brother Branham did there. If only they would do this or they would do that. You know, even the prophet was guilty. We just put our two cents in and we say, strike this place down. Like Brother Benham was saying, it's too far deep in sin. It's too far gone. But then the Lord Jesus steps in and he reveals to you exactly what place you used to be in. You know, we look at that, you know, that was a long time ago, right? But God doesn't have a construct of time. Remember when Brother Stephen was here? There's no construct of time for God. So you were in that place once, but that person, there's a light in there. Amen. And there's a life that God wants to show to them. Amen. And then he adjusts our attitude accordingly. We can't ever disregard any case. Amen. There's no helpless case that God can't change. He's the infinite God. We are to sigh and to cry for the abominations in the city, but from a place of humility, a place that that cries for the light of Jesus to strike those abominations and to change their hearts. Jesus said in Matthew 11, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and I am lowly in heart. And then ye shall find rest unto your souls. There's something about when the Lord Jesus can teach you, not through a teaching, but through a life. Amen. We're going to get into this in just a minute. But, you know, I could preach a thousand sermons in my life, but your life could affect more people than a thousand sermons could ever affect. Amen. There's just something about life that's real. Amen. Brother Branham says, um, in Christ is the mystery of God revealed, the only way that you can actually be a Christian is for Christ to identify himself in you. That's the only way for you to be a Christian. And he says, moving on in paragraph 448, he says, now notice God making himself known Now, we're not supposed to make converts to Christianity by a government, but by the revelation, the Christ in you as God was in Christ. As God was in Christ and Christ in you, when that God did in, what God did in Christ, Christ does in you. What signs did God in Christ, Christ in you. Oh my, isn't that beautiful, he says. Go further, paragraph 463 says, life t- like, like taking life out of one tree and putting it into another, take life out of a pear tree and put it into an apple tree, it'll bear pears. It's got to because the sap, the life in it, the germ is a pear tree, all right? Then, listen to this, then all of our actions should declare him. We have his name, is that right? We should bear his name. 
that what a statement if we just ponder that for a moment all of our actions should declare him amen we have his name we say that we're christians what is christians it means to be like christ then we ought to bear his name amen and when we take his life his life lives through us you know it's it's not uh it's it's the life of the lord jesus living in your soul living out and pouring out through your spirit and through your flesh amen Brother Branham says, in Christ is the mystery of God revealed. It's not a group. It's a personal vindication of a pregnated child of God filled, filled with the Holy Ghost, so surrendered to God that he doesn't care about anything else. And the Holy Spirit living its life, pulsating through him, showing the personal vindication of the word itself. Now listen here. He says, expressing itself to the people and to the world. When you're baptized, born again of the Spirit of God, it's God expressing itself to the world and to the people amen and it, it, look at the importance of his life pulsating through you he he chose people he chose individuals as vessels to vindicate himself to the world amen the, those fruits of the spirit the attributes of jesus f just flow out of our life and you're literally written epistles read of all men amen like Jesus walking around on, on earth just expressing himself to the world. Um, you know, that woman, she had heard of Brother Branham. If you go listen to the testimony, she had heard of Brother Branham and she had heard of his ministry. You know, and God just cared so much about her that he sent him along. Could have went to any restaurant that day. He could have went to any place. He could have stopped there, had a thought, and walked out. Because many times we do that. But God, but God had someone there. God, God cared about that little woman. And he changed his attitudes, changed his attitude towards all of it. Just to ask ourselves a question this morning, are all of our actions declaring him? And is his life pulsating through us? You know, what's, I just was checked in my heart, what's our attitude towards things? What's our attitudes towards people? We can't ever lose sight of what is the most important thing, and that's pointing others to that life and showing that Christ still can change a life, amen? I just pray that I, you know, I can have that attitude always in our hearts. You know, I pray that we can all have that kind of attitude just to reflect, to reflect Jesus. You know, sometimes, like I was saying earlier, sometimes the situation looks helpless. It seems the sensible thing to do would to be write me off. You know, I was once in a place where you look at me and you just write me off. But God, rich in mercy, came down and he, and he just cleaned me up. He cleaned my life out. Nothing I could have done. I didn't change myself. I couldn't change myself. But God, rich in mercy, changed me. Amen? And he does that still in life. He's still in the saving business. He's still in the healing business. He still does those things. Amen? You know, sometimes it just, all someone needs is is how Brother Branham had that attitude towards that little mangy dog. You know, I, I can't, I just can't, I can't write him off. I can't shoot him down like that. Or, or that dying possum, just pray for him and see what the power of God's transformation can do in that person's life. You know, he saved you with that power. He saved me. You know, death would have been a better option, but his light changed me, amen. And I said this once, I'll just, just to say it again, the sermon that you preach through your life is more important than anything. You know, it's, it's how God expresses himself here today. It could be someone's lifeline. 
Amen. And he just says, to re-quote that quote, he says, you pray for me that I'll never look upon people like that no more, no matter what they're doing, that I'll always look upon them and that they're creatures of God, that God sent his son to take their place. You know, and as me as a minister, I'm grateful that he forgave me and I want them, I want him to forgive them also. And that's the way that we should do it. And he had said, Brother, Brother Tim had said that, you know, we have that last soul. So let's, let's, let's organize our life to match up more with his word so that a light can shine in that last seed so we can go home. Because I'm ready to go home. Amen. God bless you all. Let's, uh, God bless you all. We're going to just take a few minutes and the song leader will be out. Uh, let's just bow our hearts. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for the word. Father, we just pray that, Lord, your atmosphere could just come and move in the hearts of our lives today, Lord. We come this morning with a great expectation, Lord God, that, Lord, you, the creator of all things, Lord God, would just descend down and walk among us today and just minister unto our hearts. I pray for, Lord, our, our pastor today. I pray that, Lord, you just anoint him, Father, anoint our ears to hear, Father. We love you now, and we just submit our hearts to you now in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you.